0: Hi, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I am your host Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Friday, May 11th, 2018. I am so happy to be with you all. If this is your first time, I would love to have you with the dream team full time. So make sure that you subscribe on iTunes, Pocket Cast, Overcast, the Anchor app or Google Play or whatever platform you might be listening from. If you're coming back again, thank you so much for your consistency. I definitely hope and that I can continue to put out content that is meaningful to you and speaks to some aspect of your life. For those of you all that don't know, this episode of the Between the Dream podcast is sponsored by Fibersoul. Fibersoul is a shop for Christian streetwear that balances the latest styles and life-giving scripture. Fibersoul is apparel that speaks life. And right now, you can get 15% off of your first order using code Taylor15 at Fibersoul.com. Once again, you get 15% off of your first order, the entire thing, by using code Taylor15 at Fibersoul.com. So for those of you all who have tuned in to the start of this month's podcast, you know that we are dedicating the Between the Dream podcast to the conversation of mental health. Before I do this, somebody asked the other day, and I just want to make sure I'm going to do this from time to time and break this down. People say what is Between the Dream? It's not just the title of my second book. It's not just the title of the podcast. Between the Dream came to me some years back when I was having a conversation with one of my mentors, and he was talking about this idea of the point between your present moment and your promise. And for whatever reason, I heard between the dream from that, right? And so for me, between the dream is that point between the present moment and the promise which we I like to call the process between the dream is the process when you embrace your process you embrace your progress and when you embrace your progress you can walk into every promise every purpose and every plan meant for your life so essentially that's what between the dream is and the goal is to get people from between the dream to actually living the dream right embracing this process but also moving forward so that you can walk in your God-given purpose in life so with that being said today's conversation is going to focus around the mental health aspect, but we're going to talk about relationships today in mental health specifically romantic relationships now originally what i was going to do was cluster all of these up together um, because i've been doing videos on my instagram stories like i do every morning um focused around mental health and a few of them have taken um the toll of being the conversation of relationships and mental health and while i wanted to clump everything that i've talked about in those videos together i think i might have to do a two-part series the first portion is going to cover um, relationships and us being um a, a somewhat of a benefactor when it comes to potentially causing mental health issues and 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 just problems in general destruction that can lead to mental health issues and trauma in our own relationships and then i believe that what i'll do for the podcast on monday is a second portion that focuses on how to actually properly function and things to that you can do when it comes to being in a relationship with someone who struggles with mental and emotional health issues maybe it's you right But the the reality is, is that that is an important conversation to have. I've heard many people say, oh, it's not possible to be in a relationship and have mental health issues. I firmly disagree with that. And I'm going to help break some of those myths. So we'll we'll hold that conversation for Monday. Today, we're going to focus on several things as it pertains to making sure that we are not becoming a factor that can negatively impact the mental health of our partner, ourselves and the relationship as a whole right? So let's jump right into this. I don't want to take up too much time. Listen, and what I'll do between now and Monday, I want you all to reach out to me. If you've got questions, make sure that you send a message on the Anchor app or make sure that you hit me up on Instagram, Jr. Send me an email, booking at richardtaylorjr.com. I would love to hear from you if you've got questions about this, because I know that some of you all that are listening and tuning in might be in this space, right? And many of you all are in relationships or in marriages. And I mean, this is, look, that we can all learn from each other right and I definitely want to be able to get some good feedback from you all okay so look let's break this down real quick there are several things that I have paid attention to and noticed when it comes to things that can definitely cause um for issues to arise that can lead to negative spaces that will evolve into bad mental health, right? The first one is being able to identify learned behaviors that are unhealthy for your relationship. Now, I really wanna just take a a quick minute to, to dive into this because this is so important for so many of us. One of the things, and I'm pretty sure you've seen it as well, is that over the years, guys, one of the things I've noticed is that we have seen unhealthy relationships and dysfunction for so long from our elders, maybe our parents, aunts, uncles, whoever our caretaker was, people in the streets, whatever the case might be. And because of this, it's literally been embedded in us to the point that it seems normal. Many of us walk around thinking that dysfunction is normal. So we get into these relationships where um, things that should not take place take place and we call it normal in our lives. And because we've labeled dysfunction as normal, it becomes that much easier for mental and emotional health to become a factor and, and to become something that can be plagued easily because of the fact that we have misidentified um, dysfunction, and given it a title that one it doesn't deserve, and two that it should never have, right? So the first thing that I think is so important is identifying the learned behaviors, and what do these learned behaviors look like, guys? Verbal and physical abuse does not belong in a relationship manipulation, narcissism, right? Um, The the anxiety that comes with being with a partner, are they gonna be mad at me today? Are they going to, am I gonna get the good one or the bad one today? What side of the bed am I gonna wake up on? Are they gonna hate me? Having someone who continuously goes out and cheats on you, that is not normal. And the unfortunate part is that we have learned a lot of this from seeing, uh, from our elders, right? But then let's, let's break it down a little deeper too. For my men that think that womanizing is a thing that should be done because it was a, a learned behavior from those who came before you teaching you the same thing trust me I was in the same predicament I get that and I understand what it looks like but the reality is is that it was dysfunction that was implemented so you think that womanizing is okay you get into relationships but still think that it's cool to jump around and play the field like no we've got to be able to break these things women who get into relationships and be because they've seen their mom abused or their, their their the women in their family abused physically, verbally, they sit there and take it and you think it's okay or you think, look, just because I got to follow in the route of the people that came before me. They had a bunch of kids. I got to have a bunch of kids. Literally, I have worked with so many families where the men and the women for so long dropped out of school, had babies, and and literally just tried to live off of, of, of check to check or maybe the government and and just like, lost all ambition and thought that it was normal and the reality is is that it's only normal because of what's been implemented over a longer period of time guys we can go deeper with this too right rape and molestation I've seen many men and women who have been raped and molested and so you 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 the promiscuity that goes on when it comes to when you get older right one of the things that we've got to understand is that The relationship is just the hub. What we bring into it becomes the dysfunction. The relationship is the hub. What we bring into it becomes the dysfunction. And because of that, the relationship starts to house whatever we store in it. And why is this important? Because many times we blame relationships, we blame marriage, but we don't or we blame the other person. But we don't take the time to realize and pay attention to what we're bringing into the space and how it could potentially be of damage or harm to ourselves and those that we decide to commit ourselves to. So I I think it's so important that before you hop into any relationship and even even if you're in a relationship right now, guys, it is never too late for you to identify the wrong learned behaviors that that cause unhealthiness, that cause an unhealthy way of living, that cause an unhealthy way of thinking in your mind and then translates over into your relationship. We've got look, we don't want to become a, a, a mental wreck. Um, from ourselves or, or we don't want to cause a mental wreck for our partners. And this is essentially, this is what happens, right? We see so many relationships that go south and we see so many relationships that have all of the potential to be great. But because of the fact that we are so bullheaded in our way of living, we literally become the cancer that causes things to go south in the relationship. And this brings me to my next point, which is this idea of willingness and being willing to change. One of the things that we always hear is people talk about oh, you know, I just wish the relationship was better. It needs to change. I want to change this about my partner. I want to change this about my spouse. And the unfortunate part is, is that we tend to forget that our job is not to change the other person. Our job is to grow. Our job is to change. Our job is to become whatever it is we want to see in the space that we're in. And so we get so conflicted because we come in trying to change the other person to make them fit this mode of us. And the reality is, is that this mode of us is not supposed to be our forever. We make excuses and say, oh, this is just how I am. No, this is what you've rested on and you have chosen to be, but this is not God's call for you. Living in anger and jealousy, being a narcissistic person, a cruel individual, saying things that are hurtful to the person that you love, is not your God-given calling. It's not your purpose. But because of the fact that you've seen it for so long, because of the fact that you've been around it for so long, you've grabbed hold to it and you've claimed it as your Identity, and you've been walking under a false identity this entire time. But today, we are breaking that. I'm letting you know right now that this comes with the change of heart and willingness to make sure that you are straight because it's so easy, so easy for us to come into this and pointing the finger at the other person. But having the capacity to take some time to evaluate us is where we really start to see the positive change. So we've got to be very, very mindful not to cause this mental breakdown from something that we are triggering. We, unfortunately, can be the negative trigger to the person that we say we love, the person that we're with, the person that we're married to because of our actions and our habits that we have chosen not to break. I hear people so much talk about how marriage is so hard. Marriage is so hard. And I used to believe that for so long. Until I started seeing other couples who were like, Oh, marriage is as hard as you make it. Now, don't get me wrong. Marriage is work. It definitely is work. But one of the things, and, and, and I've heard this from several mentors, is that marriage in itself isn't the hard thing. The hard thing is dying to yourself, dying to your flesh, dying to bad habits, dying to ways that you want to keep while being in a union that is going to force you to grow. That's the hard part. The hardest parts are being able to let go of self and realize that you have committed to something that causes you to be selfless. You have committed to something that causes you to think of more than just you. And so I wanted to just throw that out there because I realized that it has caused people to second guess the love that marriage is supposed to have and the love that people can attain within it. We've got to start challenging these things, these ideologies. Marriage is only hard because of the fact that there are some hard things that we don't want to let go of. It's hard because when trials and tribulations hit, instead of it being a two on one with you and your spouse versus the problem, you've turned it into a triple threat match where it's you versus the problem versus your spouse. Guys, perception, perspective is everything. How you perceive it and then how you respond to what you perceive really does determine how hard you allow something to be in your life and specifically in this case in your marriage. A lot of it is being able to die to self and realizing that you are in a partnership with somebody else and that it's bigger than just your emotions. It's greater than just you. There is a togetherness and a willingness in togetherness that can make things better. Our refusal to change can open the doorway to mental issues for our partner and ourselves. And that's why I want to leave you all with this. Are we in a space right now where we have gotten so bullheaded? We have lacked communication. We have lacked empathy To the point now where because of all of these things, we have now become a problem in our own relationship. We have now caused our partner to feel anxiety every time we come around because we feel like it's going to be something that's going to be blamed on us this time. Have we started to negatively talked down to our partner because physically their appearance is changing and in your eyes they're not as visually attractive as you once found them and you have been sure to let them know about it but literally tearing them down in the process have you been the trigger to their depression because of insensitivity when it comes to your words and your actions towards them Are you not allowing your spouse or your partner to feel special anymore because you've gotten bored and you forgot why you got into this space in the first place? Hard hitting questions, but they must be answered. Things that we have to take the time to assess in our lives and address, identify them so that we can move forward. Have we allowed what we've done to our partners to linger over to our kids as well? Have we verbally abused them, called them every name in the book, and then try and turn around a few hours later and love them as if everything is okay? You can't speak curses over the blessing that's been given to you. I don't know where you are when it comes to your relationship, but guys, understand that words hold so much merit and power. So when you speak things to the one that you love, And because they love you back, every time you do, it weighs them down. It starts to tear them apart. It demeans them. And over a period of time, depression can seep in. Bipolar disorder can start to to show itself. I mean, if we're being completely honest, sometimes people get to a point where they feel so much From what the people who've loved them have said to them that they want to call it quits altogether and they take their lives. Are we being a blessing to our blessing or have we been somewhat of a curse in the way that we respond, the way that we act and the way that we live? My hope and prayer is that we can understand that the change that we want to see starts with us. It starts with us it's, it's on us we have an initiative that we can take and guys hear me when I say this and I'm closing just because you want to see a change with your partner just because you want to see a positive change in your relationship you've got to make sure that you are putting yourself in check as you go into it don't go in with the mindset of oh I'm doing this and with me doing this you better change And if you don't change in the period and time frame that I expect you to change or that I expect things to get better, I'm going to let you know about it. And then I'm going to allow my motives to be shown that I was only doing this so that you can change. That's that's not how we handle it. That's not how we do it. That is not productivity. That is not togetherness. That is not continuity. That's selfishness. We need to go into this with an open heart of understanding that while we want to be the change, we need to first see it in ourselves So before we hop into something, expecting the person that we're with to change, let's make sure that it's changing within us. Because if it changes with us, we can break that mental and emotional baggage and bondage that's been trying to hold us down and our partners down for so long. Communication is the key. Talking to hear the other person Talking to let the other person know how you feel without pointing the finger, that's one. And on the receiving end, listening not to respond, but to genuinely hear, understand, empathize, and make better. Ladies and gentlemen, I truly believe that each and every one of us deserve long-lasting, fruitful relationships, marriages. However, it does come with work from us. We can never be too big to grow. We can never be too great to learn. We've got to remember to stay humble. And that even as we go and grow with the people that we're with. That it changes over time. And so do we. And we've got to continue to grow with that, which means there has to be a willingness. There definitely has to be. Understanding, and there always has to be self check where you can make sure that you're on point in doing what you need to do. You're not losing in life, guys. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. Once again, what's between the dream? Between the dream is the point between your present moment and your promise, which I like to call the process. Between the dream is the process. When you embrace your process, you embrace your progress. And when you embrace your progress, you can walk into every promise, every purpose, and every plan that's meant for your life. Guys, I definitely want to hear from you. Like I said, next Monday, we will cover the side of being in a relationship with someone who struggles with mental health issues. But today, as we go throughout this weekend, let's make sure that we're not causing more issues in our relationships through our actions, through our words and through our ways. As always, you can get in tune with me on Instagram, Jr., Facebook, Richard L. Taylor Jr., Twitter, TrulyTaylorMade. You can also visit my website. Don't forget that this entire month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And because of that, my third book, Love Between My Scars, is $10. That's including shipping. So make sure that you get a copy. Maybe not for yourself, but for someone else. I love you guys. And as always, you're not losing, you're not failing. You're simply between the dream. Until next time, peace.